following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! Here's Wilson with a shot. He scores. So Wilson with a bullet from the right dot just 10 seconds into the power play. Comes back up high. Carlson over to Kuznetsov. Right dot. Drags it with him to the bottom of it. Feeds high slot. Carlson one-timer score. And that is definitely the way to get out of a slump. Welcome to the Bob Matthews Podcast, everyone. We're here on the Hockey Podcast Network. That was a couple of the highlights from the Capitals' 5-0 win over Dallas on Friday night that we're hoping helps shake this team out of the midseason doldrums. Another good effort by Vitek Vanacek. We're going to talk about that in a second with head coach Peter Laviolette. Also, we will be talking with Samantha Pell from the Washington Post. She covers the Capitals for the Post, and she'll be joining us in a few minutes as we get set to look ahead towards the All-Star break and then what uh, I guess I'm calling the makeup section of the season coming up here in the next couple of weeks. February, of course, was supposed to be supposed to be a three-week break for the NHL, what with the Olympics, but COVID concerns have meant that the NHL is not letting any of its players head off to Beijing for the games. So instead, the league is going to use that time to make up games that have already been canceled because of COVID. The Capitals will have one of those makeup games in just a couple of days against the Edmonton Oilers. And we'll talk to Samantha about that. Uh, 5 nothing over the Stars on Friday night. As I said, Vitek Vanacek gets the shutout in that game. Time to go into the locker room and talk with head coach Peter Laviolette as well as Tom Wilson and Yevgeny Kuznetsov. Thoughts after the game and what's coming up ahead. So Vanacek turning in another strong game. You have to start to wonder, what is Brian McClellan going to do with the trade deadline? A couple of weeks ago, really maybe even as recently as seven to 10 days ago, it's a very real possibility that you're looking at the Caps making a major move for a veteran goaltender like Marc-Andre Fleury coming down the stretch. Now, after the last couple of games, it seems like Vanacek has kind of established himself here on uh, here in the last couple of weeks. If he's going to continue that it would be a big boost for this team in case you haven't checked the standings lately the caps are kind of an unfamiliar position here they're actually in the first wild card spot Uh, they have dropped out of the top three in the metro 
Carolina still has the lead with 64 points. And by the way, Carolina has between three and four games at hand on the division leaders. The Rangers are next with 62 points, but they have played the most games of anybody right now at 46. Pittsburgh uh, finally uh, cooled off and lost a game the other day. They're sitting in third at 61 points. They and the Capitals both have played 45. The good news for the Caps is that uh, they're 13 points ahead of the Detroit Red Wings for the final playoff spot. Uh, Boston right now has that with 53, but even they have a nine-point lead over the Red Wings. As of right now, it looks pretty set. It, it doesn't look like anybody is going to make a push there in the bottom, uh, in the bottom half of, uh, of the conference. Um, and it, it looks like those are your, you know, those are your eight teams there. Uh, the five I just mentioned, along with Florida, Tampa Bay, and Toronto in the other division. Uh, Peter Laviolette earlier at practice talked about Vanacek and his strong performance against Dallas and uh, what that means possibly going ahead. Um, he's been consistent. He seems uh, really focused to me. And, um, you know, his performance has kept him in the net. He's, you know, he's done a good job. And so um, through a month where we were struggling to put wins, he, I felt like he gave us a chance and an opportunity to do that. Yeah. And uh, he's played really well. He's played pretty solid. There's, you know, some of the games I felt like we should have done a better job in front of our goaltenders yeah. in January. Yeah. Um, you know, some of them we just didn't score enough. We didn't give enough run support to, to get the wins. But for the most part, he seems uh, calm and focused and uh, steady in there, confident. That, however, does not mean that LaViolette and McClellan are, have not decided to stand pat at the trade deadline. In fact, Lavi said that they are still looking to improve this team down the stretch. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's the the end of it. That's not that's not for for us. It's about what we do have and, and yeah. who's playing well and who's yeah. getting the job done. And yeah. um, and so uh, the answer is yes, we are looking for that. Uh, but we're looking for that. I think through everybody with regard yeah. to who stays in the lineup and who moves up the lineup and you know who's on that second power play yeah. and. Um, who gets called up and who does a job and so that goes throughout the room I think that goes without saying you know when when players are doing their thing and they're playing well you want to put them back in there and have them continue on it'll be interesting to see what happens because I really don't think aside from a, a shaky game here and there I think the goaltending has been pretty solid this year you've had in the last three weeks three four weeks since New Year's I, it's more been about the offense I think than it's been about the goaltending. And granted, a couple of games ago, the one that Vanacek lost one uh, nothing. the goal that he let in was not a great goal to let in. But still, you only give up one goal. you got to think that, that your offense can at least get you, you know, get you into overtime at that point. Uh, we also talked with Evgeny Kuznetsov today after practice. Kuzi just named to the All-Star game. Uh, just uh, just back on Sunday, um, a real feather in his cap for a guy that, you know, the last couple of seasons, there's been some questions about whether he would even remain in a capital sweater. Yeah, I mean, every time you get uh, selected there, it's pretty pretty fantastic, you know, and uh, I believe it's going to be a good couple of days, so, you know, I get to know some people and uh, 
be around some some good players. So it's always nice to spend a couple days like that. I feel like you don't need validation uh, for your play, but is it kind of nice to kind of get that nod? To say that you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Of course, you know. And uh, uh, I feel like sometimes players say it's like they don't want to go there, right? But uh, you know, in the back of the heart, they they kind of believe it, right? If they're, having, if they're having a good season, they they want to get the credit for the right. And you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy that I'm going there. Uh, I'm not altogether fired up about the fact that Evgeny Kuznetsov is going back to Las Vegas. For those of you who remember what happened the last time he was there, or at least remember what happened uh, when he was there in 2018. But Kuznetsov is having a great season. I mean, an absolute killer of a season. 42 games played, 13 goals, 30 assists, 43 points, and a plus-minus rating of 11. You can't ask for anything more than that from Kuzi. I mean, they need him to be a top-line center. Guess what? He's a top-line center with that kind of play. Did have a little bit of fun with him. Asked him, you know, he's going there with Ovi. Is uh, is that going to be fun? And would it be better if whoever coaches his team maybe separates the two of them? I hope those coaches uh, don't like our connection. They're going to separate us and, and um, you know, I'm... I'm... I do my best to, to get separate. He's kidding. I'm 90% sure that he's kidding. I hope to God that he's kidding. Tom Wilson talked to us after practice as well today at Wilson saying that he is happy to see that Kuznetsov has been rewarded for his hard work this year. Yeah, um, I think it's nice when you see somebody kind of put in the work and um, be rewarded for it um, a lot of the times. Um, you know, things may not be fair or whatever, but in this case, I think uh, he put his head down, he worked, he, he's been one of our best players, he's, you know, probably largely responsible for where we're at right now um, with our team, and, um, you know, he's being recognized for it, so as a teammate, you're, uh, you're pretty happy when you get to see that he's, he's deserving and, um, you know, happy for my line mates. When we come back, Samantha Pell of the Washington Post joins us for another edition of For Whom the Pell Tolls as we look ahead to Tuesday and Wednesday nights back-to-backs. That's coming up next. You're listening to the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Well, boys and girls, we have been waiting for it since September, and it's finally here and in honor of the big game. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Also, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country now. And if Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, don't worry, because you can play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers get a free shot at a million-dollar top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code THPN. Get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5. Get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner 
of Super Bowl 56. 21 and older minimum age location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Red Line. It's 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Time for another edition of For Whom the Pell Tolls. That means we join Capitals Insider from the Washington Post, Samantha Pell. First off, Happy New Year. We didn't we didn't talk in January. So how's uh, how's twenty twenty two treating you so far? Yeah, you know, so far so good. Just a lot of work. It feels like January. There's been so many games, and it's been kind of crazy in February. I guess we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's been good so far. Speaking of January, the the Capitals kind of had a case of the blahs in January, didn't they? They're in a they're in a pretty unusual position here in the first wild card spot, as opposed to being in the top three of the division. I can't remember a time when it's been like that this late in the season in a while. I know. It, I feel like the Capitals always kind of go through a month with a little bit of a lull. And, you know, this year, yeah, it was January. And um, I think overall for Washington, you know, maybe they've gotten over that hump. I guess we'll have to see that 5-0 win in Dallas uh, to close up the month was a pretty good sign. But, I mean, just tonight, uh, you know, playing Pittsburgh and then tomorrow night against Edmonton at home, that's a pretty solid back-to-back against two really good teams. So they're just starting February off, um, off right, hopefully. That's for sure. Sam, what do you think was the cause of the blahs? Because it seemed like it was it was something different every night. Either the goalies gave up, you know, four or five goals in a period, which prompts speculation of is there going to be a trade at the deadline? Or and then the next night, either Samsonov or or Vanacek pitches a shutout and then it's nobody can score. I mean, what has there been one thing that you see that you've seen? Uh, you know, I think overall, it, it's kind of been the scoring, right? It feels like the Capitals just had really bad, you know, puck luck um, and kind of a little bit at the low at the end of January and goals just weren't going in. They had all these chances and, you know, obviously them being shut out and losing consecutive uh, games in regulation there, it just seemed like they were getting chances, but the goalies were better and uh, they were getting the looks. So overall, yeah, I would think the offense and kind of the normal guys who were scoring just weren't able to find the score sheet. And then when you look at the goaltending, I mean, I think that's the biggest question mark. Again, I feel like we say this every single time, um, but I think it still is uh, their biggest question mark headed into the second half of the season. And Vanacek, you know, it's been pretty solid, actually, I would say in the last few weeks. And looks like the Capitals are, are looking to roll with him um, until maybe he falters a little bit. Speaking of that, you know, what was so, well, number one, does it seem like like Vanacek has kind of take has it, has he kind of taken hold of the number one spot right now over Samsonov? Do you think? Yeah, I I mean, from an outsider's perspective, looking in, um, yeah, I would say I think he definitely is. He's going to get the start tonight against Pittsburgh. I think that's a 
pretty good showing of faith um, from the coaching staff with him. And that would probably leave Ilya Samsonov with Edmonton uh, tomorrow night, which is obviously still a tough opponent, but obviously Pittsburgh, you know, rivalry, all that. Uh, so, yeah, I think he, they've given him the reins. They want him to kind of go and see how far he can kind of take this team. And they have the confidence uh, in him right now. Now, will the team long-term <laughs> kind of stick with them? I think that's probably too much to say at this point, but I would say for right now, he does look like the guy in net. We'll, we'll see what happens come the trade deadline. You got a hunch on, on the trade deadline if Marc-Andre Fleury or somebody's headed here? You know, I would think uh, that Brian McClellan is doing absolutely everything he can to kind of figure out all those options, look for a veteran goaltender. You know, it seems like we're in the, you know, the final years of the Alex Ovechkin era and, you know, why kind of go out and, you know, maybe have a question mark in that you could go out and get a guy like Mark andre Fleury and just know what he does and know that he can kind of lead this team. So I would think that the Capitals always do their due diligence uh, when it comes at the trade deadline. And I think this season is no different with their goaltenders. Um, TJ Oshie, you know, obviously hasn't played in a couple of weeks. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the power play has kind of faltered without having him standing in, in front of the goal. But what is, what's the deal on both him and Anthony Mantha? It seems like one's a short-term injury and one's a long-term injury, but are either one anywhere close to getting back? Yeah, TJ's a little bit of a mystery. You know, he suffered that injury a few weeks ago now. I believe it was January 15th um, against the Islanders there. So it's been a quite some time since we've seen TJ. He was on the ice about a week, a week and a half later today, uh, or later after the injury. And I feel like we only saw him once, and then he hasn't stepped on the ice since. So all we know, it's an upper body injury. We have no clue exactly what type of ailment it is, but if it's been this long, it feels like it's, you know, pretty significant. He hasn't been wearing, you know, anything that we've seen at least publicly, you know, as far as like a wrist casing or like a boot Mm -hmm. or anything like that. So um, he's still up in the air. Anthony Mantha is still long-term injured reserve. He's been around the team facility lately more than, um, you know, in recent weeks versus a few months ago. Seems like he's getting in the gym, working out. We haven't seen him on the ice again, uh, but it's expected that he hopefully will start to get back on the ice, uh, you know, a few weeks after all-star break or sometime soon. But as far as coming coming back to the team, I think his salary cap is so big. um, We might see no rush. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Circling back on, on Oshi then. um, So have you guys seen him on the ice aside from that, that one, that one practice, or has he been kind of missing in action for a while? No, he's been missing in action for quite some time. He came into the practice facility a couple of days ago. Uh, we saw him just like talking to guys in an optional morning skate, just in street clothes. So there's really been no update with him. You know, obviously he's not going to do anything before the all-star break, didn't make the trip, won't be playing in Edmonton or like at home against Edmonton. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's still kind of the biggest question mark, but TJ's, you know, had so many absences and illnesses and injuries this season that it's just a really tough break. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some, uh, some good news. And that's that Evgeny Kuznetsov added to the, uh, added to the all-star team. You know, we said at the beginning of the year, were we going to get good koozie or bad koozie? Seems like this entire year so far, uh, aside from an odd game here and there, we've gotten good koozie most of the season, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think, 
you know, in the beginning with Backstrom out, he filled in great and he was kind of that anchor there with Ovechkin and they made a really great duo, you know, and he, Peter Laviolette, even with Backstrom back, has been sticking with Kuznetsov on that top line with Ovechkin. So yeah, I think Kuznetsov's been great. He seems focused. Um, you know, teammates have kind of said that the joy is back in his game and he's just, uh, you know, excited to be there and excited to, you know, play hockey again and kind of prove others wrong. And, you know, he kind of felt like this all-star nod was, you know, validation for him and, you know, he played well and he wants to go and he's going to be happy to go to Vegas. So yeah, I think as long as he's kind of continuing firing on all cylinders, the Caps seem like they're in a good spot. Uh, but as we know, with Kuznetsov, it can be up and down at any point. And right now they're just kind of, kind of continuing to ride the high. Yeah, I wonder how much the coaching staff in the front office uh, was excited when he said he was excited to go to Las Vegas because we remember what happened there back in 2018, don't we? <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> it's like it's like let's hope he's got a chaperone with him. Um, how how important do you think is this stretch now as we come up to the All Star Game and then right after it for this team? I mean as we've said, it's an aging core. Maybe some of these rookies have hit the wall. Uh, I don't think they have to worry about, about falling out of playoff contention, but you know, how worrisome is it if, if they don't get on a run here in the next, you know, two, three, four weeks? Yeah. I mean, you're right. I think the playoff race is kind of locked up there and there's nothing really concerning there. I think this is maybe a time for them to make sure that they have all the pieces that they want and to kind of figure out placements and lineups and figure out who works best where and you know is Oshi going to be back is he not uh, where does Mantha fit when he comes back what do you do when the taxi squads are gone um, and now you're really looking at numbers and guys to bring up and bring down and waivers and all of that so I think this next few weeks are just a time to kind of figure out everyone's rosters and making sure where the holes are and who's going to you know fill them in and definitely with the Capitals and their young guys, it's going to be about, do they kind of deserve to have a spot in the lineup? Which ones? We know right now it's Joe Snively and Connor McMichael um, on the forward lines, but that means Alexi Protus and Brett Leeson are out. So I think it's going to be a lot of tinkering, moving parts, and just kind of figuring out what works best. Mm. On one, on, uh, on a, if you look at it from a certain way, I guess it's good that you've got such a disparity between the top eight in the East and everybody else because they don't have yeah. to push to make sure that that they're in a slot, you know, they can kind of take their time and maybe look a little bit bigger picture. No, absolutely. I think with them, you know, obviously they're all about winning in the now, right? They've been chasing a lot of games. They've been playing their veterans a lot of heavy minutes. They want to still get all those two points, but I do think in the back of their minds, they're probably still thinking about, okay, how do we get these guys experience? How do we make sure that, you know, we're setting ourselves up for the best playoff run possible so maybe they don't start thinking about that until you know March or something like that April but I do think it's starting to kind of come together and once they find a consistent rhythm again then they can kind of get back on track with that and of course big game after after Pittsburgh on the second half of the back-to-back with Edmonton coming in I mean I've been waiting for this now for I think two or three years we're finally going to see if you if it's possible to have both Connor McDavid and Connor McMichael in the same room at the same time. We're finally going to put this conspiracy theory I've created to bed. That's true. I totally forgot about that. I mean, oh, yeah. if Conor McMichael's out of the lineup, I mean, I don't know. I might have to start believing your theory. Oh, that's <laughs> true. If he's a healthy scratch, who knows? The intrigue builds. Well, let's just hope these next two games we don't have any overtime. How about that? Absolutely. I would absolutely love that. But then again, when you see teams like Pittsburgh and Edmonton, I mean, 
two really awesome games, two back-to-back games right before the All-Star break. I don't think, you know, for fans, it could get any better. And of course, if you're in the building, that increases the overtime chances. Absolutely. But free hockey for the fans. So that is what that's that's the good thing if you're a ticket holder. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Uh, you can read her in the post and uh, the Twitter handle real quick. If uh, people aren't following you, I don't know why they wouldn't be, but just in case they aren't so they can they can give you a quick follow. Yeah, uh, all my stuff is at, at Samantha J. Powell on Twitter and all my stories will be posted on there and also at WashingtonPost.com. A proud Sun Devil she is. Samantha Powell, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. It's going to do it for us. Making the clock on the wall. So we got to get out of here. Busy week for the Caps. Don't forget, we got a watch along Wednesday night. Watch along Wednesday for the Capitals Oilers game. Thanks again for listening. And we will talk to you again in a couple of days. Remember, like the wise man on the right side is always Hey.